To the Nerdaplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. Today is also the third meeting of the Nerdaplexy Comic Book Book of the Month Club. My name is Reed, and with me today we have. Yeah, I mean, Sam. And Dave. So let's dive in. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. What's wrong with that movie? So much. Nyagi is a lot of what's wrong with that movie. I got someone to watch it. You got someone? Why? How? Well, I was uh, hanging out on Twitch, and my friend of mine, she was like, I want to watch the weirdest scary movie that's also kind of funny. I was like, well, it's going to be hard to find, but it's called Cemetery Man. I know how I got it. I'm assuming that's how they got it. That is 100% how they got it. (laughs) Oh, me hearties. You, I mean, the library. And her and her husband watched it, and uh, we're not into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> was she into it? No. Was that, it seems it, like exactly what they said. It was. It. They described the movie, and I, I was like, oh, here it is. It even has zombies. And they're like, yeah, that's great. I feel like you should have like lobbed them the gate as opposed to... Maybe you're right. Well, now I don't have that opportunity. I'm pretty sure I can't recommend movies again. <laughs> no, no, you, you really burned a bridge whenever you're like, you know what, you guys should... I think we even talked about this. Who do you suggest this to? <laughs> People that you don't want to have to suggest things to anymore. <laughs> One and done. Gabe them. Yep. That's it. You know what's a great movie? Cemetery Man. I stand by it. I like the movie. No, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't like. There are definitely parts of it that I thoroughly enjoyed. The cinematography, for one, it was very eng- engrossing and very gross. It was a wild ride. You know what? This is this is like uh, a amusement park ride that spins. Oh yeah, you're yes. backwards half the time. You literally have no idea where you're going until they spin you around. It, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, the first quarter of it is, it is pretty fun, and then you just start to get a little queasy. I'll add I'll add to that metaphor. It's like an indoor dark ride. Yep it's it's the exterminator. It feels like you're having fun, but if you turn the lights on in that bad boy, it's pretty lame. <laughs> also, a couple what corkscrews. I, what I meant to say was, I told you I wouldn't be thinking of a porn parody the whole time, but I did come up with one. It could have been Dylan Doggy style, and I don't know why it didn't come to me right away. That's pretty good. <laughs> much better. Much improved. I'm glad you had some time to... It took a whole entire week for me to come up with it, but it, it, it came there. Speaking of dark rides... Uh, I, this is some narrow casting for our Pittsburgh folks, but there is a thread on our Pittsburgh that is collecting, um, let's call them love stories from the famed dark ride, the old mill. I don't want to hear them. Uh, I, I feel like you do. I feel like you sent us bat peens for 20 solid minutes. No, see, well, I, but I rode that ride. I sat in those seats. <laughs> Yes, you did. Some of the most audacious stories I've heard, knowing some folks that uh, have run that ride, was people engaged in uh, Congress, as it were, 
Jeez. With oh oh no, well that's that's everybody did that, Dave. I mean, not, I'm not speaking from experience, but I <laughs> there was cameras in there, uh, and a lot of people didn't know that that act would often take place. Uh, that's a four person ride with two unwitting suspects in the front. Oh no. no. Oh no. Yes. That boat was a rockin' and you had no choice but to be a knockin'. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know to each their own, I guess, but also you're putting them other folks in a spot. Oh, speaking of that, that ride has made a comeback. A comeback. Oh, Sam. <laughs> it's yes, it indeed. I believe That it, was a good that was a good joke and it, it didn't was. take me very long to fire <laughs> on that. <laughs> Is it? It's already installed, is it not? Yeah, it is. It, it for that for those that aren't from Pittsburgh, there was a ride called the Old Mill that was like an indoor boat, dark boat ride that rode you past like really weird set pieces of like like Civil War gravestones and stuff. Like it was like really bizarre. But even more bizarre, they changed the ride into Garfield's Nightmare, where you would like ride past like big living lasagnas and stuff. It was really really weird. Puck wild. That ride never was on that. It, was wild. That was the first year I started working at Kennywood. Was whenever that came out. I know because I still have that souvenir cup of Garfield's nightmare. That was someone's LSD trip, and they were like, "Yeah, I want to ride through Garfield's colon. Let's do this." They should have made it James Garfield's nightmare. <laughs> President assassination themed. <laughs> Shot him right in the damn cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in that ride, it's a real cummerbund. <laughs> Whoever gets shot, nobody knows. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about the old mill, but what, oh, good. what we're moving on to now is our comic book, Book of the Month. <laughs> Nerd of Plexi Comic Book. Comic Book of the Month Club. It's a book club for comic books. So... Moon Knight. And of course, we did the Jeff Lemire run on Moon Knight. I'm so glad you said his name before I was forced to because I for sure <laughs> was going to say it wrong. I only know because I had to Google it that it was Lemire. And I only know because Dave Googled it. I never would have Googled it and I would have kept saying Lemire. Mm hmm. But there's another name I can pronounce Smallwood. Very good, Sam. Good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Greg, the artist on this. <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to be covering The Crow next week, and I, I just feel like there's some pretty interesting parallels between this and The Crow. It was interesting. It kind of happened by accident, but yeah, there are there is some thematic crossover here between these two, uh, both Back from the Dead for Revenge. Back from the Dead brought back by a, a very long-beaked being. Yeah, by yeah by some <laughs> Corvid. A beaked being. Yeah. Now, uh, personally, I had never uh, read this specific run before i had read the warren ellis uh, series i believe that trade is entitled from the dead uh but this this one is uh jeff jeff lemire and greg smallwood on the art and jordy belair on the colors and it uh, tells the tale of mark specter and who wakes up in an insane asylum with no powers and no idea how he got there he's getting his ass beat by orderlies Yes, they're two yes. orderlies. What is it, Billy and Bobby? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're quite characters. Very similar to Kill or Be Killed. Orderlies are the bad guys. Oh, I mean, in a place like that, it's they probably a are. Common theme. 
it's uh it, it's a easy it's an easy trope to go to you got your kill bill kind of i mean that's not a psychiatric hospital but you get your nurse ratchet yeah you, you get those types it, it's easy to make those villains because you know when you're in those places even in a hospital you're never more vulnerable yeah, just feeling vulnerable, being at their whim kind of makes them an antagonist in your eyes. Uh, in this case, though, they are uh, extreme antagonists. They're real bad. Mm-hmm. This one really brings up themes of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, Girl Interrupted, that kind of stuff. Shows from a this kind of perspective. One of my favorites, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, was American Horror Story Asylum. Did you guys ever check that season out? Was that season two? That was number two. I only watched the first one. I watched the first episode, and Adam Levine was in it, and I was like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> he's only in, like, the very first. Well, you should have stuck with it because he's killed, and that's it. Oh, well, then I guess I should have gone back. He's only ever on screen again to be killed again at the end. It's a good one. I'll go back. I would say it's probably my second favorite after Hotel, I want to say. So probably Hotel. I really liked the first season. I just never watched anymore. It it really dove a little too deeply into the psychosexual nature of that dude's butt. Yeah, a lot of Dylan McDermott. <laughs> a lot yeah. of butt cheeks from him, from that guy. A lot of Dylan McDermott. Turbating. Millen Dick. <laughs> he jerks off a lot. Turbating? Yeah, he jerks off a lot in it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. And then people jerk him off, that old lady. A lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah, as you do. An interesting, an interesting form of, you know, quote unquote horror. I like it. Made, it made me feel very uncomfortable. Mission accomplished. Missionary accomplished. Do I ever want to go back and give that one another watch through? Absolutely not. Thank you very much. But luckily, there's so many horror story seasons. You really don't ever have to backtrack. You got a gimp. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, he's all, he's all in that one. There's some mummies in this one, not exactly gimps, but uh, pretty close. They're wrapped up. A lot of people are, are in full body suits. They are wrapped up tight. There's a lot of restraining going on, but it's it's not any kind of fun. Uh, this is a hellscape asylum where nothing seems to make sense and, and time is different. But in the asylum, uh, Mark Spector sees many of his, his coterie, if you will, his crew. You've got Frenchie. You've got Crowley, the a crazy old guy. You've got Gina, who owns a diner. And then currently comatose is Marlene. So that's kind of Moon Knight's crew, so to speak. And they're all locked up in here uh, with him. I love Frenchie. He's the funniest. Zutalor. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Like, very over the top. Here's what I'm going to say I really liked in this series. I really liked a lot of the art design. I mentioned this in Killer Be Killed, the way that they lay out the frames. I'm going to send you an image of one page where they make it look like an exclamation point. Aha, uh-huh, yes. I don't know if you caught this. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty sweet. They bring your, things to your attention at certain points with, oh, yeah, that's very fun. Yeah, it's like several frames that like shrink uh, shrink down, and then the very bottom is where they're they're giving him shock therapy, and it's the like the voltmeter as they're yeah, so pretty solid. You make the frames tell a story. Yeah, they do things to highlight action at times with the frames as well. They'll you know cut out uh, a hand holding a gun or something along those lines. Or at one point, Mark steals a pen, and they there there's like a, it's like highlighted. It's very cool. The art styles are great throughout this whole volume. When you start slipping into alternate kind of realities, each time 
when the art changes, I was more and more excited. And then when we got to the moon base, moon knights fighting space wolves, yes. I like was pumping my fists in the air. That was by yeah. far my favorite of all the art styles. Same. And I, I love the idea of space werewolves that I wish that wow, that was like another comic that I could read. I loved everything about the space scenes in this one. I, I wonder how much of that is like a uh, Lemire having an idea for a Battlestar Galactica where it's wolves attacking the moon. That's like, he's like, I never got into, never could develop that in anything. I'll put it in Moon Knight. I feel like all of this was kind of that. I have this idea for a terrible asylum that this person's stuck in. I have this idea for Egypt, for some reason, showing up in the middle of New York City. It was all a bunch of disparate ideas that all, I mean, really came together nicely. But it all felt like it was like pitches for other ideas almost. Well, uh, something where you can deal heavily in dissociative identity. You can, you really play in that space. I think this says a lot about about me that the the ones I liked out of the three that we've done were the disassociative identity ones. Killer Be Killed I really liked because of the same thing where the styles kept changing depending on what was going on. And I, I love this run of Moon Knight. Each identity has its own artistic style as well, which really gets you in the headspace. And it's shocking. Uh, it's an interesting way to get you balance as a reader, as someone would be dealing with, you know, Mark Spector as he switches, because it's not there's not a lot of indication visually for when he would if he would switch personalities. So using the art itself and the frame and the layout of the comic to inform that change back and forth, uh, I thought was a really clever idea. And it uh, worked very well. Mm -hmm. Especially the one that Sam just sent, the exclamation point, that was like basically like it punctuates. Yeah, they did that several times through that through that uh, the series too. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different things that, yeah, are literal, look like punctuation and punctuate the scene. I mean, the art is very striking, e even the base style. There's a lot of detail, and I, I really uh, I, I really like the way the asylum looks. All the walls are cracked and breaking down. Uh, my favorite art style is they find, they've, I guess, fabricated because, spoiler alert, or or not, I don't know. It's up in the air. What's actually going on here? It is, is Mark sleeping? Is he going through this in his own head? You know, the levels of reality are kind of distorted and don't so much matter yet again as the journey that Mark is personally on. This just a, a way he's working through. But the asylum itself, I think, uh, it looks very cool. Conchu also, the aforementioned birdhead man. Yes, Conchu. Looks sharp as hell. I love that big old bird skull. It's like reminiscent of like Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Silent Hill 2, yeah. Do you guys know, does Conchu have any uh, basis in real mythology? I don't know, but I also love this, the words real mythology together. Yes, it does. You know what I mean. No, I know. I'm, I'm being serious. I actually do like that. Yes, yeah, so he's the ancient Egyptian god of the moon. I was going to say, I believe he's a moon god, yeah. Is he a, uh, is it a crow, a bird? Do you know? Uh, there's one head? picture of him with a bird on his head, and there's other pictures without. But uh, yeah, that's cool. And, and inside this, they also have Anubis, and Anubis's wife, name escapes me. Yeah, there's a couple of the the Egyptian pantheon. Marvel, I really like the way Marvel handles all of the disparate pantheons because it's like, it's like, yeah, they all exist. They all kind of interact. Yeah, there can be two two sun gods, no big whoop. 
it, they all just have their own kind of thing. Sometimes they reference each other. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's that's really good point. They are. There's a couple of different levels. There's a part where Mark's figuring himself out, and then he finds out that he's Moon Knight. So that's kind of like the first act, if you look at it as a graphic novel as a whole. The second act is he's become Moon Knight again. He fashions a suit. He like basically just draws a moon on his, a, a, a rag and puts it on his head. But once he does that, he gains the portion of his power back. He can see the other, the bad guys, as it were, Billy and Bobby, are kind of jackal-headed people. And the Dr. Emmett is Dr. Amut, and she's a crocodile lady. All very cool. So the second part is them doing a breakout. They have to escape through the underworld and into into the uh, world that Dave mentioned earlier New York, but also Egypt, and it's an hourglass, and it's filling up with sand. So, very cool. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's more... Poor Crawley has to give his soul away to Anubis first. Yeah, well, he hopped right on that, though. That's true. It was kind of his idea, almost. The plot is not very thick. I mean, eventually he, he gets free, but loses everybody, and has then eventually goes back and realizes that he needs to stop... Uh, running away from his problems and face them head on and deal with Conchu itself. And then you kind of get a flashback and a little origin story to how he became Moon Knight and then into the finale. Yeah, so you get the point that um, Mark Spector, even in his youth, uh, pre-Conchu was already uh, afflicted with the uh, with that disease. He meets, he meets one of his... Identities. Alternates, Stephen Grant, when he's just a boy... And his dad overhears him talking to Steven in his room, and he walks in, and there's nobody there but Mark. Um, so you get the idea that probably, yes, his dad did send him to an asylum uh, when he was young, but he also did escape and join the military. Became a mercenary, kind of. You, and you get the feeling that the, the Khonshu part may be true, but it's the Khonshu is taking advantage of somebody who he feels can be molded and who is able to be taken over by his own other alternate identities in his in his mind so he's thinking maybe this guy's ripe for me taking him over entirely but that's that's like kind of the cool thing about the series is you you almost have no idea whether or not it's really happening or not um it's an unreliable narrator to say the least but there's a chance that partially it's partially true even though he has these other issues and it's very similar in a way to legion oh yes I think we talked about that here before, and that's that's more the X-Men side of the this coin, the same coin, where you had, what's his name? David Haller, son of Professor X, and he's he's has a demon god in his own brain. Which is an unfortunate place for a demon god to be. The Shadow King. Actually, really cool set of comics and decent, really strange series that just gets weirder and weirder and weirder and then ends. Did it actually end or was it canceled? Yeah, I think it ended in a, in a fine way. Worth worth watching all three seasons, I think. I got stuck on two. It was a little bit too weird. And it just gets weirder. Like, they, they more often break out into song. I tried to I, It was, like, right at the height of the pandemic. That's, that's when I, like, I watched ah. it. I was like, I got nothing else going. Yeah. <laughs> Check this thing out. I loved the first season. It was a little bit too much for uh, Megan. She, she was like, no, this ain't for me. I'm out. No. <laughs> 
pass. Understandable. But anyway, it deals a lot with it with the same themes. Um, it'll leave it up to you who deals with it better. But this, I would say, is definitely worth checking out without giving up too much. It goes to some places where you're not expecting a Moon Knight comic to go, even if you, you know, if you have kind of know Moon Knight's always kind of an unreliable narrator. There's always these moments of like, oh, wait, what? But here it's kind of honed to a razor's edge and it's kind of part of the journey. Like Sam said, you don't know if this is all happening. Is this a magic spell? Is he in some underworld? Is this all in his head? Is he just lying in a bed somewhere having a dream? And in the end of the day, the journey that he goes on is more important than the actuality of it because at the end he decides, I don't need anybody. Yeah, I'm broken. Yeah, I've got all these problems, but I also help people. I also, uh, you know, try to do the right thing. And that's, gosh darn it, that's good enough. <laughs> and I always try to find a through line uh, through our episodes. And I, I think that that unreliable narrator is true for Cemetery Man, is true for this. This has a uh, some supernatural crow <laughs> bringing, bringing a guy from uh, from the brink of death or back to life, as the case may be to uh to do his bidding and then you have the crow and i i mean it's always un- unintentional which is what i like so much about it and uh and there's a lot of uh a lot of carryover character actors and such that you know stuff like that has been really geeking me out lately <laughs> yeah it 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 all kind of fell into place it's, it's very interesting i have to say that i i did this is the first time reading this for me i enjoyed it uh, I I really liked um, going through it. It kind of slogged in the a little bit in the middle for me, but I think it was kind of there's 14 issues, and the first the first page or two of a comic is always a catch 'em up page. It's like a recap for me. I I started like skimming a little bit as I was going through. I was getting the I was getting the gist. I was looking at the pages, but I kind of skimmed a little bit during the Jack Connolly cab driver section. Uh, but for the most part, I really, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I, and I think I'm actually going to check out some more Moon Knight leading up to this, the series launch here at the end of the month. Um, what do you guys think? I'm going to read more for sure. This, this, like I said, felt like Killer Be Killed, which I couldn't put down. So I'm, I'm extremely excited to pick up a little bit more Moon Knight here because I, I don't know. I, I, I think I like the idea of the journey is the story and the story is not that important kind of a feel. What are you talking about, Reed? Moon Knight's already out. Oh, yeah. Moon Knight came out. Oh, did it launch? Last week. The 30th. <laughs> oh, you're doing a trick on me now. Not yeah. really. <laughs> this is coming out on the third. Oh, yeah. So it came out a couple days ago. <laughs> well, for a little peek well, behind the fail. Hit us up next mini episode. We'll talk about that. <laughs> However many episodes <laughs> have come out by then. I, I was saying, like, I, I really liked the feeling that Moon Knight gives. I This is my first Moon Knight uh, experience, really, so I, I plan on picking up a lot more. Popped your Moon Knight cherry. Popped my Moon Knight cherry, yes. As we always say. The common phrase. That, that's how it goes. I believe there's a, is there a Matt Fraction Moon Knight? Let me look that up real quick. I like quick. Matt Fraction. I don't know who Matt Fraction is. Matt what? Fraction did the Hawkeye. I didn't he read did a ton the, of Hawkeye. He did the, the purple Hawkeye that the uh, show was based on. There's a Brian Michael Bendis. Oh yeah, a lot like a Bendis. I like a Bendis also, and I see the picture is Moon Knight standing on Captain America's shield. That's probably the one I'll go to next. Yeah, there's also like I said, there's that From the Dead, the Warren Ellis one. There's the like I'm guessing these are the originals. The 1980 Moon Knight Epic Collection is on 
Hoopla, and it's got uh, the 1980 to 1984 by Doug Munch. Mench? I feel like it's Mench. M-O-E-N-C-H. I feel like in a German name, it's the second value take. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And y- you are right, Sam. The one I'm I'm thinking of is the Bendis. I believe that's the one I've seen. Indeed. I've only seen like stills of Moon Knight comics where he like yells at Dracula because he owes him money. That is that is quite a popular meme. That's the only that's the only one I've ever seen. So this is my first actual story. Sometimes sometimes Moon Knight is written a little bit like like a Deadpool character. He's a little bit he he's been historically like a little bit wackier, uh getting into crazy business because his villains are a little wacky as as is kind of alluded here. You got like stained glass scarlet and like I think he I think he mixes it up with like gargoyle and stuff. So <laughs> You know, my favorite iteration of Moon Knight is the Marvel, the old Marvel Legends games, the the PlayStation 2 ones, or Marvel Alliance, maybe, is that what it's called? Where it's uh, the, the top-down ones where there's all the different characters. That's one of my faves. When my Steam Deck gets in, I'll probably put the PS2 emulator on there and maybe dust my copy off that I own and dump it onto the Steam Deck. Good game well um those are our, some of our favorite Moon Knights. Did you guys have any uh, standout characters that uh, stood up as your particular hero for this one i'll say my hero's crawley because he was he basically gave up his soul for mark specter to anubis at a moment's notice uh with no intention in fact with full fully expecting that uh that mark was not going to come back for him and that there was nothing he could do if he did come back for him and yet he spoiler alert he does yes even even try as he might yeah he was uh yeah very very uh altruistic throughout uh i really liked i really liked all the animal head guys mm-hmm. they, they all yeah. look very cool except for the crocodile ones i hated those but the other ones uh big fans yeah my, my hero and villain are mark specter because he's everybody maybe it's possible wherein mark specter is everybody in the book but I, I think he does really good things for his some of his multiple personalities but he's also kind of mean to the other ones so it's it's really hard to pin down so is he your hero and your villain? Yeah, he's my hero and my villain in this one. My villains are those space wolves, baby. They are yeah, cool. They're so I was going to say my villains. <laughs> fucking rad. My villain specifically, Lupinar. Aha, the yeah. captain. Yeah. Very cool. All right, well, let us know what you thought of Moon Knight. Uh, hit us up and let us know what iteration of Moon Knight was your favorite. I like the one from the, the Asylum when he was all wrapped up in like a pillowcase and stuff. It's between the Space Boy and the Movie Maker one that are my favorite. Very cool. I, the Space one, his little sickles or whatever. For his, his light sickles. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but let us know your favorite, I don't know, Egyptian god. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your fan art of your Egyptian god. Speaking of Egyptian god. Is it Anubis? Is it Anput? <laughs> yes, there you go. Our... um. Next movie is directed by director of the, the fairly panned Gods of Egypt. Oof. So I did not know. It was- there you go. There's another through line. Egypt. Director. Another connection. <laughs> shocking. His. We'll get into it on that episode, but his career is shocking, to say the least. 
Uh, so be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You know, reach out to us on social media. It helps the, the algorithm. You know, go over to iTunes. You haven't heard this on a podcast in forever, but go to iTunes and leave us a review. Write up a few sentences about um, how nice and handsome we are. And that'll really help us boost our numbers. So please give that a try. While you're on the social media, stop by and say hello to our social media Frenchie. Zutalor. It's Dave. You can hit me up at the face of Dave or at NerdaplexiPod on Twitter. Uh, I, I want to see your weird ass shit. I want to see the weirdest uh, fan art you've ever written or fanfic you've ever written, the weirdest fan art you've ever drawn. I want some weird stuff that go with this weird comic that we read. Also, I love the comic. I think everybody should read it. It's good. If, if, if you had to read one, Jeff Lemire, let it be something else, but... If you have to read one Moon Knight, it's a good entry into the series. Thankfully, you don't only have to do one of any of those, so read this. You don't know. Some people only have one day left to live. So, Jesus. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> on that eventually note... everyone only has one day left to live. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Hit us up next time. Uh, and until we uh, leave again, I think that was your thought to ponder, that you, you're, you're going to fucking die. Hey, you're all going to die. Live every day like it's your last, huddled in the corner crying for more time. If, you, if you're listening to this, you're going to die. If you're listening to this and you're already dead, tweet at us. Uh, re- darn returners. Flatliners. I like they called them returners in the cemetery, man. It's no frighteners.